Welcome into another edition of the Landry Football Podcast. I am Chris Landry, taking you through the world of football. Here, I remind you to join us at LandryFootball.com for all the detailed football inside information and analysis from a coaching and scouting perspective. It's LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. We've got a fabulous football season sale going on. Um, with the enshrinement of Dick Vermeil to the Hall of Fame, um, it is a reminder that there's a lot of talk about how college coaches don't make it to the NFL or not successful in the NFL, and, and some of them are. Uh, maybe a lot more of them than you would think. I think one of the things when evaluating coaches, people look at the result and look, it's a result-oriented business. So anybody can look and see how many games they won or you know, whether they won titles, so on and so forth, and just make their determination on whether somebody's good on that. As if the only people that are good are the only ones that win championships. Well, that would eliminate just about everyone, and quite frankly, there's some that have won championships that wouldn't be considered some of the better coaches, but maybe we're in the better situations, the surrounding. Uh, not taking anything away from them, because certainly you win, you deserve any credit that you get. But Dick Vermeil is a perfect example of a coach that had success in college, not long, but in the NFL. And there's some that have, and we're going to get into some, but just to pay homage to Dick Vermeil, um, he probably – well, depending on how old you are, you may remember him more. Uh, probably most known for the Rams uh, because he won a Super Bowl there with Kurt Warner, the greatest show on turf. Mike March is his offensive coordinator. And, of course, he did a really good job um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and he did a very good job building the Philadelphia Eagles and getting them to the Super Bowl uh, when they lost to the Raiders in 1980. Um you know, but he was a guy that was successful at every level. Uh, prior to, um, you know, uh, when his first start was at Hillsdale High School in the early 60s, in Napa Junior College um, in 64. And then UCLA. Now, again, if you only spend two years in college, how successful can you be labeled, um, you know, um, it is something that um, I think merits discussion because he was very successful at, at UCLA for two years, um, enough to where he was wooed by the Eagles. He led the team to a victory in the 1976 Rose Bowl. In this day and age, you, you only think anybody's successful. I mean, you know, you got people thinking, including Alabama, that, that thinks that their season was unsuccessful last year because they didn't win the title. Well, the reality is he was very successful as a coach and very successful at UCLA, got the Philadelphia job, and, and certainly um, he had taken over organizations and teams that were uh, struggling before. Before becoming Philadelphia's head coach in 76, he took over for a team that hadn't qualified for the postseason, won a playoff game, or clinched a division since 1960. He ended uh, 
that drought between 78 and 80 and got to the Super Bowl, as I mentioned. He retired after the 82 season. He was the first guy that was not the first guy that ever suffered from burnout, but the first one that kind of coined it as, I'm burnt out, I can't do it anymore. He was not the first guy that slept on the couch in, in, uh, in his office and, and worked around the clock, uh, but he was probably the first one that was uh, more known than anybody. Um, he spent 15 years, some of you may remember him, doing uh, games on TV, um, you know, uh, and, and, and certainly getting back and to do a really good job there and then going back to coaching and not just going back, but, you know, with the with the Rams and then the Chiefs doing a really good job. Really, really good um, story about how good a coach is. So I, it, it got me thinking. And people will talk about all the guys, and you can make a list of all the guys that were not successful, that were good college coaches that didn't make it in the NFL. We all know there's a whole bunch of them. People make the conclusion because they just selective memory. They forget about, well, what about the ones that were? And, you know, just a few that come to mind. First of all, Jimmy Johnson was the first to win a national championship in a Super Bowl. Um, you know, Barry Switzer did it. Now, I would submit that Barry Switzer was certainly more impressive than what he did as a recruiter at Oklahoma. And it was he had an organization, including all the assistants, that did all the heavy lifting in Dallas. Um, so, I mean, you can say, well, wait a minute, not, not a sign of a great NFL coach by any means was Barry Switzer. Pete Carroll. We know what he did at USC, and we know what he's he won a Super Bowl in Seattle. Um, but you know that you have to look beyond just that. Paul Brown, maybe the best ever when you look at it, um, was a multi-multi-state championship coach in the state of Ohio. Was a Ohio State national championship coach then won several NFL championships. Of course, most people think of pro football in the Super Bowl era. Paul Brown didn't coach in the Super Bowl era. He won numerous titles before it was called the Super Bowl. So you're talking about winning at every level. And, oh, by the way, the Bengals getting, and of course, got to the Super Bowl last year. But the previous trips to the Super Bowl by the Bengals, which there were a couple prior to last year, were basically Paul Brown's imprint as the owner and de facto general manager. So it's a very, very good one. But there are other guys. Don Coriel just was so innovative at San Diego State and with the Chargers. Bill Walsh did a really good job at Stanford. We know he's mostly known for the NFL work. John Robinson. Don Robinson didn't win a Super Bowl with the Rams. Really good teams. And we know what a great job he did at USC. We've talked about Vermeil. Uh, we've talked about Carolyn Johnson and Switzer. John McKay. People laugh at John McKay, talk about it. Let's remind folks that at Tampa, in the expansion era, we're talking about no expansion draft, really, and you had no extra picks. There's no incentive like it was in recent expansions to allow for a team to be competitive. In three years, he got the Bucks from a 0-26 that wasn't his coaching. 
How about 0-26, which is what, he, what they inherited, or excuse me, what they had to start from scratch with, to third year being in the NFC Championship game. They lost to the Rams, who ended up losing to the Steelers, the last of the great Steelers Super Bowl teams. So John McKay was great. Jim Harbaugh, recent years. Look, University of San Diego, Stanford. Let's remind you that he's gotten a team to a Super Bowl um, in San Francisco. You know, I know it's so well, hasn't met expectations at Michigan. Get that. Bobby Ross won an ACC title at Maryland, won an ACC and national, co-national championship at Georgia Tech, and went to the Super Bowl with the Chargers. Tell me that's not good. How about Tom Coughlin? What a great job at Boston College he did. No, no, no. They're not winning national championships there. But what a great job. And two Super Bowls. There, there are others, but I just wanted to kind of give homage to uh, Dick Vermeil because it's his time, it's his day. But we dismiss a lot of the older guys that have had success in college in the NFL, both. And the thought that, well, one guy can't be successful at both and very rare, it's not as rare as you think. In modern times, here's the reality. A third of the coaches in the NFL change every year. So when you look at it from the standpoint of, you know, who's successful, very few make it in the NFL as a head coach. Most get fired. A quarter every year. A quarter of the coaches every year get fired. Just like clockwork. So to say it's a college thing, and I think good coaches have traits. And one of the things that I do in my coaching search work is understanding what makes a good college coach, what makes a good NFL coach. There's some similarities, a lot of similarities. The difference is in college it's recruiting, and it's about the status of the program that you're at. So in college – if you're at a Boston college, you're not going to compete for national titles. You're not going to really compete for conference titles in reality. But going to bowl games is your national championship there. Um, it's about player development. And I think those coaches do a really good job because in the NFL, it's about developing players because the draft process gives all 32 teams an equal chance. Well, if you really good at it, if you're a bad team, you can turn it around with higher draft picks. But bad organizations pick bad consistently because they don't draft well. But in the NFL, it's a lot more about developing players and schematics where in college it's more about recruiting and more about putting guys in a position to make plays and in college, if you're at a big-time program, out of 12 games, you might have nine that are a given. You would have to screw it up royally to lose. So you're basically trying to figure out how to win three games because the nine games that are almost a given, you're going to win them whether you play well or not. In the NFL, that's not the case. You play poorly – 
those nine games, you're going to lose the majority of them. I mean, there, there's very few games in which you play poorly that you're going to win. Unless you've got two teams that play poorly and just one of them plays more poorly than the other. But the reality is the talent level is more evenly dispersed in the NFL. So it's tougher to win in the NFL. In college, it's tougher to win at places where you don't have the resources, but the expectations are greater than what the resources are. So if you're at a place that they expect you to win 10 or 11, and you really are only built to win 6 or 7, you're kidding yourself if you're going to win more than that. So I, I look at that, and you can uh, – for the, find out how I evaluate coaches in the coaching evaluation criteria. Check us out over at LandryFootball.com. As we've got all of that for you there, and we keep you up to date on all the searches. But congratulations to Coach Vermeule, a great human being, a great guy, um, and all the guys that have been successful at both levels that have been overlooked. Uh, join us over at LandryFootball.com for all the latest inside news and information in our notebooks every day. Um, as well as the breakdowns of all the college games, the pro game, we're in the NFL preseason, uh, what's going on there. College practices are taking place, and we'll be uh, putting total leather here for real uh, very, very shortly on the college level. So check it out for all the detailed information over at LandryFootball.com. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next time.